0: hey guys welcome back to according to i'm megan and i'm sierra for this week's episode we are back with an unpopular opinions reddit episode so if you're He's unfamiliar these Reddit episodes basically how this works is there's a huge unpopular opinions subreddit on reddit and but just an online forum anyone mm-hmm. and everyone the homepage of the there. internet i think is the tagline um so basically we go through the unpopular opinions subreddit megan finds some she things are interesting i find some i think are interesting we go through, we chat about them, we say if we agree or disagree whether or not they're truly unpopular mm-hmm. or not. So we will jump to that for the second portion of the episode during our first half. It probably won't be a full half, but we do like chatting and just catching up, sharing our weekly spotlights, and doing a little book update before we jump into the meat of the episode. So what is your weekly spotlight? Um, My weekly spotlight is that I feel like we're – we're getting things going for the basement makeover, and I am just excited because I, I was hoping it wouldn't get stagnant after we like painted and stuff last weekend. Um, but I feel like we're continuing to make pretty good progress. We got our mini fridge delivered and installed over the weekend. Um, so, like, the little kitchenette back there is gonna be our little movie movie theater snack i'm excited to stock it up i know right like Like, i'm gonna be one one of those. way down the line um (laughs) you know like those tiktok accounts where people like stock stuff yeah i feel like i'm gonna feel like that kind of person um so we've got an accent wall that we want to work on that we got some good news on and then we need to get the trim put in yeah probably like the next we were thinking about like our dad was kind of like we could start painting the trim at least like sometime this week or weekend just so that that can get going i'm like we could like, we're at a point where it's, like, we... Other than, like, the projector, maybe it's like, the one other thing that would, like, hold us back in terms of, like, really getting going. But it's, like, we could freaking order a couch, like, in theory, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, the rest of the decor, too. But, like, the couch would be the was big like one. like, the big ticket item. Yeah. So, projectors are expensive. Yeah, projectors but, uh, might be the big ticket item. The couch is more still. Oops. I am sorry if that messed up with the audio. Um, okay. So, my weekly spotlight is that we had a nice little, like, I mean, I say Super Bowl party lightly. (laughs) It was literally me, Megan, and then a friend, Abby. Um, But Abby had asked us, like, the week before if we had any Super Bowl plans, and we had not. And so, I was like, no. And she asked if we could watch it together. And so, we got some food. She brought over some corn dip that was actually really good. And she brought Fritos with it. I love Fritos. I feel Fritos like Fritos are, are so such, underrated. They're such an underrated chip. Like no one, no one really goes and just like buys Fritos, but then like anytime if you there's have like them. a bag of like you know people get those small multi bags, I think if there is a bag of Fritos, like I'll reach for. It. I'll be like I'll take the Fritos. So everyone's always like reaching for the Lay's or the Doritos, and I'm like I am not above Fritos. I love Fritos. Mm-hmm. They're good. Um, so her corn dip was really good. We made some buffalo chicken. Which evidently is too spicy for a lot of people. Which, I mean, so Abby had asked. She's like, is it spicy? And I'm just like, it's no spicier than any other buffalo yeah. sauce. So if you are familiar with buffalo sauce. And Megan and I, we just, last year, it's almost been our one year. It has been our one year yeah. anniversary of eating buffalo wings. Because <laughs> in Hawaii, last year. at Marriott. Uh, the Marriott had like a bunch of different appetizers and stuff. And so One when thing about me is like when I go on vacation, like I am not above eating at the hotel restaurant. More often than not. Mm-hmm. And so we first got there. It was pretty late when we got there, right? I um, I
1: believe I don't, so. I don't even remember,
0: honestly. Anyway, we got a bunch of food at the restaurant. And i would always been like, oh, like, I'm afraid of wings. Like, I don't like spicy stuff. So I had never, I just had never tried, like, any buffalo wings. And so we got a bunch of food. And I think that our mom and grandma must have, you know, they like buffalo wings enough that they ordered some. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try it. And I do think initially I was like, like once you kind get, of spicy, like, kind of hot. But once you get past that, but then I was like, it's kind of good though. And so then I was like, I don't think it's that spicy anymore. But like, I think when I was first eating it, I was like, ooh, it's like spicy. But and it's it good, does kind so of build more. on itself a little bit. Anyway, but there was a moment yesterday where like even I was kind of like, after a few, like I, it's hot, but it's not like like I don't handle spicy stuff very well. Exactly, I think. that's what I'm saying. Is like that's probably the spiciest thing that we eat. And like mm-hmm. I also think about like. Taco pizza and stuff. Haley, she's, like, notorious for not liking spicy <laughs> stuff. And we'll have, like, taco pizza. And she's like, ooh, the taco pizza is spicy. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's taco <laughs> pizza. Um, anyway, so we made buffalo. I say buffalo wings in quotes. It's it was just, just chicken, chicken with buffalo sauce, basically. Um, and then we had some cookies. Abby brought some brownies. And it was good. Great food. Oh, and then we got some tater tots, too. Yeah. I feel like the Super Bowl in general, um, I mean, I always watch the Super Bowl every year. Um, I feel like it was kind of a very, like, boring. slow, boring to watch game. It the end was more interesting, like, like when they started, up. like, going back and forth and, like, yeah. tie it up and then they'd get ahead. I didn't really care who won, but I was kind of rooting for, here's my thought process. I was like, I don't really care because it's either, like, the state of Iowa versus Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Is That was my thought process. Um, the state of Iowa being Brock Purdy is an Iowa State alum and then George Kittle is a University of Iowa alum. And so I was kind of like, okay, the entire state can kind of, like, root for these two. However, a good portion of the state is, like, they're just a lot of Chiefs fans just because of proximity. Um, and I don't dislike the Chiefs. Like, they're fine. But I am one that loves Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift together. So I was kind of like, if he wins, then she'll be happy.
1: And, like, and when that going to be... go on the
0: field, then we'll get to see some content. Which so, I need to see more content of them. I feel like I I've only of, seen, like, a little bit. Yeah. I haven't been on TikTok enough to really, like, say what all the content is is yeah. like have i seen it all or have i not i don't know like i saw like the video of him being like come here girl <laughs> <laughs> and like uh them like each blowing a kiss to each other like he's on the stage like blowing a kiss did you see that yeah um that's all i've seen so far so i don't know if there's more so i just i was i kind of the, the end on when like instagram when Taylor the 49ers wouldn't. lost or she's won however you want to word it um i did find like i was a little bit upset so i do think obviously i was kind of rooting for the 49ers a little bit more but I have no stake in the game, so I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about commercials and then halftime show. I – this has been a trend, but I feel like the commercials just, like, have not been a thing. This is one of the unpopular opinions. This year? Yeah. Oh. Well, then we can jump back into that when we get to the unpopular opinions. There was a couple that I did like, though. My general thought was kind of, like, I was trying to go into it, like, watching it. I was like, let me keep track of, like, my favorite commercials. And then I was like, there was just, like, almost none to really, like – You know what I wonder? That really stuck in my brain. With like the internet being a thing, people just like release their ads not only early, but like I feel like people release ads and then like they don't play during the Super Bowl because like, they don't have to pay for slot. You know, didn't, right? That was not even a Super Bowl commercial, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, like oh, like this is the Super Bowl ad, and then like it didn't play, and it's like oh, that's probably smart on your part because then you don't have to pay for a Super Bowl slot. And you're but everyone's still like, oh, like this is the their Super Bowl ad. Yeah, even though it's not. Um. Anyway, honorable mentions for ads that I liked. The Google Pixel ad with like... I always like... I know the Super Bowl is kind of known for funny commercials, but I always feel like the emotional ones hit harder. Mm-hmm. I predicted the ending. I mean, I could have seen that like a mile away, what the ending was, but it was basically showing off their new features for people who have like poor vision or like are blind and it will show like for... If they're taking a picture, it'll say like what's in the frame and so it's like, oh, like, two faces in frame. I think it started with, like, one face in frame. And then, like, it's this guy, like, entering into a relationship and, like, taking pictures with his girlfriend and his wife. And it's two faces in the frame. And then ends. I was like, it's going to end with three faces in the frame because they're going to have a baby. And that's how it ended. So I like that one. I thought it was cute. I saw a lot of people also really liked the Duncan commercial because it had, like, so many celebrities. Like, it had Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, J-Lo, Tom Brady, Jack Harlow. Like, had a lot of people. I think like the more like celebrities you can get it's almost like wow like okay yeah makes it more exciting i liked um what was the commercial messy i did like that one too that's not the one i was was thinking of beer one Michelob ultra i think that was Michelob ultra um shoot now i'm not gonna remember what it was i'll try and think of it when we're either now or like when we get to the super bowl one again um and then as far as halftime show i know usher's music in a very general sense is what i've learned i'm like i know yeah he didn't even do dj got us falling in love again that's like one of the ones that i actually do know but his older music like the early 2000s i realize i don't know i didn't have really any it. expectations going into the halftime show um because i like i just i know usher's songs but like not a lot i'm not like a huge fan and um i also was kind of like rihanna's show last year like beat my expectations like I liked it more than I thought I was going to because I would kind of say like without having seen either of their performances like I don't really listen to any of their music regularly so like they're kind of like in that sense like on an even playing field in my mind but then after her performance last year like I went back and like rewatched that performance a couple times because I was like this is really good Mm -hmm. and then you showed dad the performance do you remember we had it like we had him over and we're like watch this yeah and i need to rewatch that part i just remembered the part where like the camera's going down the like oh i that's my that's the best part i know i just remembered it though i haven't seen it in a while i should um, watch it i felt like i was especially like i was really overwhelmed at the beginning of usher's performance i was like he had the entire field was just filled with like varying circus people and dancers and he was just on the field himself and i was like yeah. i am so is there a stage Because for the first few minutes, like, wasn't even on stage. I was like, I guess you can save money by not having a stage. It was, like, it was just, like, too much. Did you see a TikTok that someone posted? And they're like, now I get why I saw Usher at my local skating rink in November. And he was just, like, literally at a skating, like, a roller rink skating. Interesting. But then I saw some people saying, like, he, like, legitimately just, like, enjoys I feel like you'd have to (laughs) for you to decide, like, I'm including this in my... So performance whether or not he was doing that just for fun or for I practice thought, like, it was good it was like later in the performance i thought i thought it got better and better as it went mm-hmm. on and he had like quite a few cameos and other people that he brought on which people tend to like everyone was thinking justin bieber was gonna come on i didn't really think that was gonna happen and it didn't um but it was good but it just kind of like was right where my and the ending was were. like oh you're done now okay yeah uh-huh so yeah i'm i will probably never look it up to watch it again but it was fine for what it I was. Agree. there's like a lot of active like halftime show haters that like i feel like no matter what happens who's performing people are like i hated the halftime show it sucked yeah. and it would take a lot for me jack harlow's one performance at whatever football game that was at i was like jack this is actually like not good yeah but otherwise i don't tend to be like a halftime show hater like, it just maybe isn't your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I would never post anything about it, you know? Um, any book other... updates. Speaking updates. of, we are hosting our first book club tonight. We may be posting a full-length podcast episode recapping that. So stay tuned. Um, but we are very excited. hmm So... Vegas has been dropped off at my mom's house. And we have started setting up. We'll finish setting up once we're done podcasting. Um... But let's talk about our books that we've finished up or are reading now. You can start. Um, I'm currently reading Winter in Paradise by Ellen Hildebrand. This was a trip getting into because, so we're starting this book. Megan's going to read it too, hopefully before we go on vacation. The bulk of it takes place in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We're going on vacation there in March and Maggie has already, already read it. She wanted us to read the first book so that then collectively we can all read the second book. At the same time on vacation, just for the vibes. Just for fun. So I was like, okay, sounds good. I start reading it, and, like, the main character lives in Iowa City. And so I was like, oh, weird, because we went to school in Iowa City. It's always interesting. I'm just saying this as, like, I don't actually know if this is true or not, but, like, I feel like nine times out of ten, if you're ever reading a book and it's, like, taking place or, like, mentioning Iowa City a lot... See if the author went went... to the Iowa Writers Workshop. Yeah, because it's, like, a very well-established well-renowned writing program and like iowa city is just not a very like why are you picking iowa city out of all cities ever and so i looked it up once Year had mentioned that and ellen hildebrand had gone to the university of iowa writers program so anyway and it was like just really weird i maybe it's just because i am familiar with iowa city that like when other authors do this for places that i haven't been like, like you don't the, the name to dropping it. is like nothing to me but she was like mentioning this street in this street in this restaurant in this place in Coralville and whatever and I was like girly I believe you I believe you've been there I get it she literally mentioned the street that we lived on and mm-hmm. I was like this is just a little weird right now um so it's just like the book is weirdly connecting to me right now which is strange um are you enjoying it so far it's fine has There's, the romance started yet, Megan there is like no sorry romance. I don't know why I keep thinking all her books it's are like romance. a mystery thriller <laughs> okay Thriller? Mystery, at least. In my mind, all her books are romance. The husband is dead, basically. Are none of her books romance? I don't know. This is my first book I'm reading. Okay. In my mind, that's what all the covers give off. (laughs) Megan, (laughs) 19 minutes. The romance. (laughs) I'm really excited to read it. (laughs) Megan just assumes everything's a romance until told otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Um, Okay, never mind. I just finished reading Six of Crows, and... I give it four out of five stars. I do plan on eventually continuing on to the second book, which is called Cricket Kingdom. And I kind of honestly feel like I have higher hopes for that one. You know what it sounded one. like you said? It sounded like you said Cricket Kingdom. <laughs> the Cricket Kingdom. <laughs> um, and I feel like towards the end, I was kind of starting to get more of what I wanted the whole time, which was like a little bit more of like the romance. <laughs> sue me okay sorry (laughs) um i picked this book because i as i've been getting into fantasy like i've specifically been looking up romanticy stuff because that's what i want and this was like not not focused on it but like it certainly not enough not not enough (laughs) like really like almost nothing okay um you just know that there's two like it's basically like oh i see that there's like something here but like nothing romantically really takes place at all except for every once in a while he doesn't want her to die Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it was good in a rough, like not very well explained summary. It's basically, um, them, like this group of like people who are in a gang in one part of the town. They are hired by someone higher up to go save a scientist basically from the royal palace because he created something that enhances the magical powers of uh i forget what they're called corporal gear something. there's like different titles and different sectors of you know magical powers that reminds me of like not even just like your <clears> description <throat> but for whatever reason i always just like imagine like you know the umbrella academy on netflix right And i've only ever seen like maybe one episode of that but like to me they just like seem similar so i think the umbrella academy is like a family with like the kids were like they're like adults but like they're kids that were like created by like this monkey professor maybe or is there a monkey professor there i don't really know i should look <laughs> I that up, up. But, like they like have different sound powers similar to me <laughs> <laughs> well i haven't seen or read either so um, it's just in my little brain There's so they it's a very dangerous mission the odds of them dying and not completing it are very high but they all are very motivated by money or like have reason to work with the main male character who's in charge to who's like leading the mission. And why is it called Six of Crows? Um, I know that like they have like a crow club, which isn't really. I always feel like every fantasy book, you like finish it. There's not a main reason. And if someone's like, oh, like, why is it called that? I'd be like, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I have a book journal that I have on my notion that I've been doing for like every book that I finish. And, like, I copied it from, I think, Just Allie on YouTube, if you watch any of her book videos. And so, like, the prompts were stuff that she had pre-written in there. And one of the prompts is, like, after reading the book, like, do you understand the title more? Like, would you have picked a different title, whatever? And, like, literally all of the Akatar ones, I'm like, I don't really know why it's called this. It's just the vibe. So, I'm always like, I don't, I read it. I don't know. I don't care. And I don't have a different title because I'm not going to think of one. um so i am now reading uh i was gonna start saying the ballad of songbirds and snakes and that was not not right the ballad, the ballad and the of the raptor and i i don't know if i'm like getting to a like five-star approach like it's too early to tell but like i'm certainly like with the banter between the characters like, not really banter cause it's like just like one-off like they're not in love yet but uh there's stuff that the male main character he'll say stuff and then i'm like smirking to myself <laughs> like because it's funny um so i'm liking it which i anticipated so i feel like this past weekend which we've logged by the way so if you <clears> want <throat> to see the actual weekend that i'm referring to check out our youtube channel but i feel like we had such a good productive weekend that i guess did we mention i guess we wouldn't have because he didn't have diarrhea when we last recorded oh my god He's like cured now, thank God. But last Wednesday through Rough three or four days. Yeah. Um, Vegas had diarrhea. You know, I don't know why. I don't know. He didn't eat anything different. His food didn't change. To my knowledge, he wasn't getting like getting into anything outside. So I don't know if it was just like a bug that he caught or what. He's fine now. Um, but Megan had come home during lunch. He had diarrhea all over his crate. So then Megan like cleaned him up best she could before she had to go back to work. And then when I got home, he had diarrhea again. Round two. And this was like, was on repeat for like, the first two days were the worst, probably. And then, like, had to get a bath every time we got cleaned out. We had to get his crate, like, taken apart and put together. And like, I had to take off his whole crate cover to wash it. Because he got like, poop on the crate cover. And it had like, spilled out onto like, out of his I crate, onto the floor. On. We could put it back on. Um, And then... There's, like, one day he was fine. I was, like, okay, maybe he's, like, building up his tolerance. Like, his poop's getting a little bit more solid. Sorry if this is a gross to anyone listening, but it's whatever. Um, And so then – and also, oh, my God, the first two nights were, like, the worst nights of sleep that we have Horrible. had with him. Which, like, obviously not his fault, but, like, every hour or two he was waking up because he needed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and, like, sometimes it was funny because we'd, like, go and, like, let him out, and he'd be, like, a bullet <laughs> – going Literally. outside <laughs> like he needed to go so like now. you know good for him for like letting he's really us know potty train though yeah <laughs> and so um there's one night though where Megan had said like oh I think his poop's getting a little bit more solid and I was like okay and he had been holding it for like you know like during the day four or five hours at I don't a time. know what happened at night where like he just couldn't but like during the day even when he was like not feeling yeah, like after day go, two like, four or five yeah six he hours. was fine like you know at lunch and stuff he could hold it and then I was like, okay, I think he can make it to six. And so I heard him like whining and barking and stuff. And I was like, nah, he just like wants to like he just wants attention. He did not just want attention, and he had in fact pooped in his crate. And so that's like when I woke up. Or no, yes, that was when that I woke was when up he on Saturday. The and so I was like, you guys do not know the morning I've had because I already had like half a lifetime that I lived. Um, I had to you know give him a bath at like 5:45 in the morning <laughs> and like get his get his crate cleaned out and like. <laughs> you know whatever anyway all that to say i had planned on doing a deep clean this past weekend but like that just solidified like we need to deep clean because he's had diarrhea yeah. it was you know contained to his corner but things just felt gross so our deep clean was very nice and now we have like book club coming up I and so you know it's perfect perfect timing really perfect timing um i ran a mile on sunday keeping on track with my attempting to run at least one mile a month, I ran at a nine thirty pace. It was hard the last two minutes. I was getting like a—is it called a stitch when you get like a side ache? I was yeah. getting one of those in my side. Didn't know if I'd be able to finish it off, but I pushed through. And I don't think I'm gonna be changing my pace next time. I'll probably stay at nine thirty. Okay. Seems we should uh, jump into the unpopular opinions. Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. You want to start? Um. I can start first unpopular opinion it's concerning how shoving a camera in someone's face while they're crying or having an emotional moment is becoming more acceptable like i can't even imagine the anger and discomfort that i might feel if someone pointed their camera at me while i'm having a bad day just now i saw a video of a girl filming her elderly dad having an anxiety attack and no one in the comments seemed mad about it people are getting way too comfortable with posting personal moments on the internet this is something obviously it's very prevalent on tiktok where it's like You don't always think about, like, the person holding the camera because you're just watching what's happening. But then, like, you take a step back and you're like, that is, like, so strange and I would never do that. Like, pull out a camera. Even, like, not just, like, the emotional or, like, you know, embarrassing, sad, chaotic moments. But, like, in general, just, like, pulling out a phone to record something. That's, like, half the time I feel like it's scripted. Mm -hmm. Especially couples content. That's a whole other thing. This kind of reminds me of, like... um There's different TikTok accounts that, like, will post, like, if... Especially, like, I've noticed for, like, older adults with, like, dementia, whether it's, like, a spouse or, Mm -hmm. like, their kids that are now, like, their caretakers, they'll post, like, different situations or just kind of their day-to-day life. And I'm kind of torn because, like, I do think there can be a way to do it tastefully and educationally, but also, like, at the end of the day, like, this person can't really consent to, like, being recorded and having you post them online. So, like, that alone is kind of, like... Then, on the flip side, couldn't you argue, like, yeah, they can't consent, but in some ways, if they're children, are are their caretakers, POA, for lack of a better term, like, they're in charge of, like, signing whatever release form would be there anyways. Yeah. I do think, again, in that sense, it can be educational. It can be helpful if it's not showing things in, like, a bad light to, like, educate people on, like, what dementia looks like. Yeah. Um, I think, like, specifically for... This one, it's, like, I think of, like, kids having, like, a meltdown in the car with, like, you know, something that didn't go their way. Yeah, like, family vloggers mm-hmm. on YouTube. And it's, like, there's different states that are now, like, trying to create laws to, like, protect safeguard kids. kids. I mean, they probably yeah. should. Um, there's just, like, a lot of moments as a kid where it's, like, it's hard enough to, like, maybe talk to stuff, like, with your parents anyways. Like, if you're embarrassed or angry, upset. And you're just trying to, like, A, process your emotions, because as a child, sometimes that alone is, like, impossible. And then, like, having your parent record that and upload it and, like, have strangers who don't even know you, like, comment Mm -hmm. on, like, how your parents are parenting or, like, how you're reacting. And you're just like, I'm just a child. So, I do think it's happening. It's probably, you know, definitely way more normalized, like this person is saying, than we think about. Mm -hmm. Like, I... We should challenge ourselves to like next time. We like we see a video like that where it's like half the time again. I don't even think about it because I'm just like watching. and consuming content, and half the time I don't think about like oh, it's weird that they're recording this. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know weird <clears> enough that you wouldn't it takes do someone it. Someone else to bring it up for you to be like mm-hmm. like you're if you're right. looking at the comments and you're like that is weird that I didn't think about it being weird. Um. Unpopular or not. Um. I feel like I wouldn't necessarily say unpopular. I think people would agree with this. I do think people might come from like our perspective of like, I don't even think about it that much. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. How about next one? Almost all actors nowadays are completely interchangeable. This has been something I've been thinking about every now and then, and I will try to explain the best way I can. So try to bear with me. To start, here are some common phrases that don't really make any sense to me. X actor's performance was phenomenal in that movie and deserves an Oscar. I hope that they cast cast X actor for this upcoming movie. I love movies with X actor and will watch it just because he or she is in it. Now the reason that the above doesn't make any sense is threefold. The goal of an actor is to get you completely immersed in the story. Almost every actor in Hollywood now is extremely skilled in accomplishing this. Any added performance slash acting skills once the threshold to get the viewer immersed in the story has been crossed is irrelevant. I feel like right off the bat here... I'm not agreeing with this opinion for a couple of reasons. I feel like I get what they're saying though. I get what they're saying, but I think that they're also not recognizing there's different movies that like sometimes like there's movies made for an actor or like with an actor in mind because it's the role that they're like so used to and familiar with playing. Um, like Adam Sandler freaking writes and I don't know that he directs all his movies. I don't know his production company mm-hmm. situation, but like all his movies and his characters I feel like are basically the same, and all all of them. I think it's part like of that's it, what you know and expect from an Adam Sandler movie. This is going off of what you're saying because I do agree. Is that <laughs> a lot of actors take on roles like in similar style movies or types of movies, and so maybe you say, "Oh, like I, you know, love Adam Sandler as an actor, and like I'm going to go see all all of his movies." Maybe you just love comedies mm-hmm. specifically with like Adam Sandler's style of comedy. Therefore, you're going to go see all of his movies because like that's what you're seeking out. If you're a big, I don't know who else, Tom Hanks fan, Tom Hanks has, like, some pretty good range, but, like, he'll do, like, a lot of, like, serious, emotional, like, thought-provoking mm-hmm. movies, typically, and so if, like, that's what you're into. You are know, like, if it's good enough for Tom Hanks, it's good enough for me. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's what I feel people- like also, like,
0: you kind of, like, have, like, you trust the accolades of the actor and, like, what roles they would take on, and so if you... Have a good history of movies you've liked with that actor or actress, then you're probably going to be like, this is also probably a good movie, probably going to be good. Versus, like, if you know, random Joe Schmo that you've never heard of is in that movie, it could be just as good. He just needed a job, maybe. But well, I'm saying that it could be just as good of a movie, but you might not be as inclined to see it if it's not, you know, Tom Hanks in it because you don't know Joe Schmo, you know, Tom Hanks and you trust Tom Hanks, but you don't trust this is Joe Schmo. Yeah, so really, the actors just are providing good ethos for you. Um, I get what this person is saying, but I feel like this is how I think too, like what they're saying. I'm like, oh, I really like this actor, actress. I'm going to plan on trying to see that movie. Yeah.
1: I, I actually, am like, I think I'm we gonna,
0: did unpack that. Well, I think it is like the credibility of the actor. Yeah. That you just like buy not into. That I, not that I don't like, you know, new up and coming actors and actresses. Sometimes you want no someone yeah. you've never heard of before. Yeah. I'm just saying, in an Avatar series, if that to ever happen, I, I have I have yet. No to, one. Yeah. I want to know no one. Because then I feel like I, I be like, oh, haven't. I don't. This isn't. This isn't ex actor trying to play this character who I have like so deep in my mind envisioned, mm-hmm. and like that's not. I feel like I would not be able to step into the world, versus if it was like someone that I didn't know, and then like they're just now being introduced to me as that character. That then character. You're like, okay. I believe it yeah okay um any interesting comments on that one um if you give me a second maybe i think it's less of a case of actors being interchangeable and more a case for modern movies off on the same general plot and story structure you can swap out any character or actress for a role because the role is extremely basic and can accommodate pretty much anyone um <clears throat> I don't know. Nothing else really stands out. I liked our conversation. Next one. The Super Bowl is more enjoyable when your team doesn't make it. Watching Super Bowl or any major tournament is far more enjoyable and less stressful when your team doesn't make it there. When you don't have any real vested interest, you can enjoy the game instead of stressing yourself out. I think this one is partially correct, partially incorrect. When it's low stakes and you have no skin in the game, hence us like this past Super Bowl. Yeah. It's fine. I feel like it's also kind of like you just mourn at different times. Like everyone else, whether they were done after the regular season or they like lost a playoff game, like they mourned at that time. And it was fun up until that Mm -hmm. point, until they lost and then they were out. Versus the people who hadn't won the Super Bowl, like they hadn't mourned a loss yet. Like It's that Riverdale quote where it's like the epic highs and lows of high school football. Like, yeah, if you don't have any skin in the game, it's fine. Highs are high. But like... The if your team is in it, then, like, it's the same with, like, any sports, you know. Mm-hmm. I watch Iowa football in, like, a regular season game where, like, it's just us and some random team. I'm, like, my heart's invested in it. Like, I experience the highs and lows of college football. And, like, there's also, like, no better feeling than that, too. Mm-hmm. So, personally, I like having vested interest. Um, I think it makes it more fun yeah. having stake in the game. I think so, too. Like there have been times where I've been like physically like a like I'm going to pass out from like screaming so much. I'm talking about specifically about like Iowa football being like <laughs> at the stadium. I'm going to pass out because I'm screaming too much. and I'm lightheaded. Uh, I'm like feeling sick to my stomach because like yeah. my heart is about or to be like, like torn to pieces. Especially like I went to Nebraska games. I don't know why. I literally there's been multiple times where like there's almost tears that I'm like about to cry because I want to win so bad. And like who am I but a girl why? just watching a football game. Why am I so emotionally invested? But I think that's part of like, I think it's just good and fun and nice to you have things feel something. you're emotionally connected to and you care about. Like, I know people say like sports are stupid. Who really cares? Like, it's not that deep. But like, isn't life just meant to feel? <laughs> Aren't you just meant to feel things? Um, Someone said less stressful. Sure. More enjoyable. I mean, it all depends if your team wins or not. All time fun versus terrible feeling. Yeah here's another super bowl related one back to the commercials in the 90s we had amazing and creative and memorable commercials during the nfl super bowl these days they're just normal commercials that have been put on at their purchased airtime slot i noticed this year specifically because sierra myself and abby we were all kind of like we'll kind of like talk about the commercials as they come on and share what we think and just more often than not i was kind of like that was a super bowl commercial that was your super bowl commercial like it wasn't just like at a normal commercial that was your Super Bowl commercial. Oh, I remember the uh elf commercial, that one was good. Judge Beauty, oh. like it had like a lot of yeah. like uh smart Small. cameos, yeah. So it was like Judge Judy as a judge, and it had like Pet the guy who Suits, in suits people. as the lawyer. It had uh the guy from Jury Duty it was yeah. like on the jury, like that was like clever. I liked how they did that. That was a good one. Um, one I thought like specifically, I think it was like it was whatever one uh quinta that's her name right quinta brunson it was like verizon or i don't know there was like lots of red on the commercial i don't remember what the commercial was for so clearly it was good (laughs) i just remember thinking like this is it like it was basically just her talking to the camera and granted it was like i swear it was like for like a hundred thousand dollar cash prize like do this but it was like you're hardly even like selling i don't even know what cash prize like what are we entering here um i also feel like a super bowl commercial Really needs to like, you need to quickly know what is being sold to you. Otherwise, I feel like, as an ad, you're like losing the audience because I'm trying to figure out what is going on. What really confuses me, because like there's quite a bit of like movie promo done during Super Bowls now. So I found myself a couple of times being like, is this a movie trailer or is this a commercial trying to like, what do you think of the state farm ad? Um, I kind of like. I feel like it makes sense as a Super Bowl commercial because of like the the cameos that they had and all of that, but like I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't the funniest thing ever to me. Yeah, but it just I agree. Kind of I, mean, was I was what like, like it was. obviously, is like his accent, and I'm like, well, he's an accent. I know, so he's not gonna say neighbor. Yeah. So what's I the joke? Thought that too. <laughs> I was like, this is not this isn't our first rodeo. We've heard accents before. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Was there any other ads that I had thought about? Yeah, I agree. I think that Super Bowl ads, I honestly don't know if they're even like as profitable these days and that's probably like part of the reason that people like don't invest in making an actual Super Bowl commercial. Mm -hmm. I will say Disney Plus, I'm still like kind of confused because it was like the Taylor Swift, like, you know, it's related to
1: her era's tour
0: movie. It was like fine. To be honest, I was kind of like I don't know how long that deal had been in the works, but like you just don't have to have like a Super Bowl commercial like figured out like X amount of time ahead of, like of the slot, I don't and know. then like I swear I just heard news about like them confirming. And Then I was wondering. This is like a side to... tangent. I've heard theories that she's going to like have released both debut and rep her versions before March fifteenth, because it's like, or maybe not. I don't know. Because her movie right now is not marketed as Taylor's version, right? No, but it's so like why is it being marketed as Taylor's already version said now? Why? Why? Because she's adding in like acoustic things of like four other songs and something else. Oh, it says what's well, then, different. I saw theories of people saying like she's gonna own all of the songs in that movie, and that's why it's going to be Taylor's version. So then there were theories that she was going to release. I don't both think albums. so. I mean, I don't think so either. But yeah. Apparently she's, like, going to make her directorial debut for a full-length movie, like, next year. Like, like an actual, like, legit movie? I don't fully know the premise, but I don't think there's a lot out about it. But someone who's a bigger Swifty than I am was, like, sharing his theory about why he thinks it would make the most sense for her to wait and hold off and release both of those albums, Taylor's version, next year while she's busy doing a movie and directing a movie. So that there's still, like, new content being pushed mm-hmm. out. And just, like, it makes the most sense, like, marketing-wise. So, Interesting. Okay. a long time, but <clears throat> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> okay, is it my turn? Yeah. Gatekeeping isn't bad as people make it out to be. Not much to say here. While I understand, understand that elitism is a pain, that doesn't mean everyone should be involved in a hobby, especially if said hobby is niche. A good example of what happens when you don't gatekeep is Metal Gear Rising. I don't know what this is i feel like this isn't even talking about gatekeeping at least not in the way that i usually think about gatekeeping let me finish what they're saying well i wouldn't call it niche to begin with the popularity of the game overshadowed the metal gear series as a whole and led to one of the most oversaturated content of all time and pretty much ran the game to the ground so i'm not familiar with this game but like they're saying (coughs) you know sometimes it's a secret yeah so it doesn't get oversaturated (coughs) or like people on tiktok say like you know don't sell this out if I love something like I want everyone to know about it and I, don't I want really to be about the repercussions because I want to be the person that's like, Oh, Sierra like told me about this. I want to be like yeah. the inside scoop person. I also feel like <clears throat> I just hate, especially for like products and stuff, for example, because I feel like that's what I was primarily thinking of. Like I am someone who like, if it makes sense and like is an easy thing for me to do anytime that I can like tag an item of clothing on Instagram like if it's feasible and I think someone might ask about it like I'll try to tag where things are from if someone comments asking something where it's from I try to respond back like it's just I so despise like if I'm seeing that or if someone's seeing a comment asking where's this from or what info do you have on that like they just want your help they just want begging for your help they just want the cute shirt or jeans or whatever it is and you should be honored <clears throat> that they liked your style so yeah yeah i still i get a high when i think about me shouting out those brooklyn pants to our entire pt class right for pt school and then everyone's like oh like i got them and i love them like i got them and i love them and i'm like you're welcome no gatekeeping here no gatekeeping like imagine no, if, no one does this in real life i feel like but like imagine if someone like came up and was like where are your pants from? And you're just like, not sure. Couldn't tell you. No idea. I'd be like, well, can you? turn around? I'll look at the, t- I'll look at the tag for you. Okay. <laughs> what is your next one? Okay. This person said, paper straws work fine. Um, a few years ago, most fast food places switched to some kind of paper straws. I've seen endless memeing and complaining about them online, but I've never had them get soggy or anything like that. Granted, I've always finished my drink within thirty minutes or so. I see. I feel like I finished my drinks within thirty minutes. And like what, paper just straws, like slobbery mouth or something. Always the, disintegrate on me. They fall apart. Not like, not like literally fall apart. But like where my mouth is at and it's wet, it continue gets continues to get progressively worse. And like and I it remember loses like its in shape. Hawaii, because like nowhere in Iowa really that I can think of uses paper straws you know what i think is weird there's like a side tangent but like starbucks has those sippy cup lids now that like for and mm-hmm. stuff i think it's kind of weird when people like ask for straws we've talked about this before with those sippy cups on the podcast i think so i'm always just like it's not that hard no, I know. to drink the sippy my, cup. that's my thought too i honestly i like the sippy cup thing me too anyways some people are just straw people um and we shouldn't we don't know people's abilities sometimes straws are necessary so. yeah um, in Hawaii, when we went last, not last year, it was when we went, I actually don't remember having any issues with paper straws last time we went, cause I really don't feel like we had them. Yeah, Anyways, because Hawaii is so like conscientious of the environment. Uh, the environment, when we went to Oahu with Maggie two years ago, I remember getting Starbucks multiple times on that trip and that was when we were getting Frappuccinos still which was like already like kind of hard a enough. I'm person now. <laughs> which was already like hard enough to drink out of a paper straw.
1: Oh my God. But it was just like,
0: oh my God. I did a flashback. I am so sick of using this paper straw, not this plastic straw. completely unrelated. But a couple months ago, Megan and I went to Zombie Burger and got milkshakes. And it had a straw, obviously. And that milkshake was so thick that my mouth and my cheeks normal straw. were getting sore, creating a vacuum trying to get that milkshake into my mouth. And so, that just reminded me of that. I had to share? I personally, like, I don't think paper straws are the solution. I don't like them. I don't like using them. Yeah. Like, at that point, just give everyone a metal straw. It's going to be more expensive for you, but I don't know how it's to... Like, a paper straw just isn't going to work. Okay, I have another football one. Someone said, American football... Our American football's popularity has less to do with the quality of the game than the fact that the championship can have a party planned around it. I believe baseball would never have been rivaled as America's favorite sport if everyone could plan well in advance to be at the party on one set day for its final championship game. Do you think baseball would still be the leading American sport? Yes. I feel like the Super Bowl, while it is a big day, like that does not explain just the entire popularity no, that's what of I was gonna say. football. And like I get what they're saying that for day like alone, the World no. Series but then you could argue like the World Series is up to seven final games and like mm-hmm. there's a party every time. I definitely think with sports like basketball and baseball, like they are losing their allure with how many games that they play. You like remember, it's ridiculous. Because I don't watch basketball, especially like NBA basketball. And I specifically remember I was like, the championship thing is still going on. Like uh, i yeah. talked to you because you know a little bit more. I think you're more in the loop with that than I am. And I'm like, it's still going yeah. on. And I had no interest like, to you watch, gotta, I think that if they want to increase, like, fan base, they have to, like, decrease the number of games they play because, like, the supply is going up, demand is going down. They need to decrease Thanks. supply, increase the demand, and that was the water. um Yeah, I don't think that, like, the fact that, like, no one is watching football all season long for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, like, doesn't explain, like, college football is insanely popular. Yeah, you could argue, like, the championship game is, like, the same kind of thing. But, like, most sports, aside from baseball and basketball, have, like, this is the big game. Like, this is the final one. That's actually a lie. Soccer has, like, the same type of deal, right? Where it's, like, multiple games. Like, you know, three wins or whatever. Mm, I don't know. But then you could argue, like, isn't soccer, like, the most popular sport in the world? And they're doing the same thing that you're complaining about. So... I think football is popular because it's a good game.
1: It's my love favorite football. thing to
0: watch. Okay. Dating apps are incredible. This is their unpopular opinion. Um, boy, is it unpopular. Okay. Dating apps are great. First off, they're super fun and incredibly efficient. Want someone over six feet? Easy. Need to find someone. Yeah. Pay for that. Miles? No problem. First of all. Yeah. I'm not paying for that. The second um, I start paying for <clears> my, <throat> my dating life, You need to cut me loose or something. Um, You get to meet all kinds of different people who you've already pre-vetted and see if you click. How is that a problem? When I was single, I had the opportunity to go on some great dates and meet wonderful people on several different apps, including my now wife. I'm also going to a destination wedding later this year for a couple that met via Hinge, and many, many of my friends have met their partners online without issues. Frankly, I would have never met met my wife had I not found her there, and while there are issues like creeps, etc., that's something that you can run into in real life, and you can filter out those people pretty quickly. For people I've talked to who aren't getting matches, they either tend to live in an area with not enough density slash haven't set their search parameters wide enough, um, have terrible pictures, or more commonly, they're abusing the algorithm and getting it downgraded in results, like swiping right on everyone. Or they just suck at talking to people. Anyways, that's basically the gist of their... I understand. Like, the idea... I Here's the thing. I think, in theory... Dating apps are great. But, like, at the end of the day, the point of the dating app and why everyone kind of, like, has, like, a negative connotation towards them is, like, you're trying to meet your person if you're taking dating seriously. I guess people use it for different reasons. But, like, therefore, until you meet your said person, which this person has... Then they're not having a good time. Then it's not really working out as you intended it to. Because I agree. I like like that you can pre-vet people with things that are important to you and you have, like, if someone fills out their profile nicely, I'm just like, I have all of the, like, important bits and pieces of information to kind of at least, like, have an idea. And, like, should you or should you not go on a date? Right. And if you're meeting someone in real life, like, you aren't doing that. You have no idea until you actually, like, discuss that with them. So, I, I do like that. I agree with that. I also feel like, it's obviously less nerve-wracking to just, like, be online on a dating app and mutually kind of agree, like, oh, we both find each other attractive. That takes away, like, the awkward, cold approach that doesn't really seem like it happens anymore. Um, but I still kind of disagree with I feel like it's also them. just, like, people who are on dating apps are also, like, you know, potentially also dating in real life. And so maybe it's just, like, the negative, like, dating in general mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. And gets pushed onto the dating apps too. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Red receipts should always be on, and if they are not on, you are actively choosing to communicate worse. We need to level up our communication game, and our phone text messaging service gives us an easy option for it. Why do I keep mine on for everyone? I want people to see I've read their messages, even if I'm unable to respond in the exact moment I have seen it. I am considering it, and I will respond when I can. I don't need to write a got it or okay or any such thing, though I often do. I also always respond to texts as soon as I can. I don't have an inbox with hundreds of unread texts. I always have zero one unread texts. I love when people have theirs on too and I can see when someone has read my text. The fact everyone would be anxious that someone read but didn't respond to their text (laughs) in a time they deem reasonable is a self-esteem issue that they should deal with. It's not on the receiver to respond in the time the sender thinks is necessary. Then they have more stuff. But they're a little bit more passionate about this than I am. But like I am fully on the same page with them. In terms of like. I, I think I only said, have my red receipts on for select people. Really? I think so. I got mine on for everyone. I wish everyone that I was texting had them on. I wish in groups you could see who freaking read messages. <laughs> um, now I don't know like who I do or don't have it on for. I have it on for like most people that I text regularly. I just like knowing when people have read and seen the message that I've sent. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I just get like uh, scared that I'm going to like. Open it when I didn't need to, and like, then you can't respond for a while. Swipe it and say unread, or like, leave, like, turn notification back on, like, to remember it. But I'm saying, like, what if I meant to like wait? Because I, I am someone who likes to respond. Like, if they know I've read it, I want to like respond. Let's test it out. It would go back to saying not read, wouldn't it? On your phone, it would not change on yours. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's just like give you the notification. We'll we'll find out. I texted Sierra live for you guys right now. <laughs> Should open it. Okay. I obviously like I'm in the message, so I see that you read it. But so then, then you, you want go me to say go and unread it. How do I do that? Like you go back to the message page and then swipe. Okay. It still says read. It. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, I don't really care if people know that I read the message. And sometimes, guess what? I did read it and I did forget to respond. That happens often enough when I'm at work. So then someone at least knows I read it. Maybe they're waiting for a response. Then they exclamation then point or question mark it because they're like, hello. Because at that point, like, they know that, like, you read it. So I feel like it's appropriate. I feel like, like then like, it, I get the idea that people would, like, then get annoyed that I saw and didn't respond. So I like them to just not know that I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Because I feel like I can get annoyed when I'm like, you read it. Respond. And so then I project that and that's how people would interpret me. Well, sometimes. But like for you, I would be annoyed if you didn't have it on for me. Because like you and I, I'm like, what are you doing? And there's like, again, close friends and family. I'm like, hello, did you read it? Like, I want to know. But like more like work (laughs) stuff or like people I didn't know regularly communicate with. I'm like, just say delivered. I'll respond when I, I can. I like, don't care that much about that, but I also, like, I didn't, I've never gone and changed it for different people. <laughs> Do you have to, like, then, like, you change it specifically for different people? I think so. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to change it in a while because I haven't, like, texted anyone. You started working no. and you're like, okay, <laughs> we're all these well, people. Well, to be fair, most of the group, most of the workshop I was on, yeah. like, group me or something. Or Here's what's that? my last one. did our first dates suck? Um, to be honest, I don't feel like reading their whole like spiel so we can just go off. I've gone on a dinner first date and it is just like a little the bit more, more, more than I want. <laughs> I wish I could think of like what the perfect ideal first date would be because like, I feel like on a, on a dinner first date, you don't really like, you can get to know just about anyone. Like when you're going to dinner, like you're just meeting them and trying to get to know someone, yeah. but there's no, usually like you'd have no idea if there's any chemistry there at all because you're just, like, eating food and, like, talking. So I'm, like, there needs to be some sort of, like, better activity where you can, like, interact a little bit more. But I, like, I don't know what that good activity would be. I always, like, if you're going to do food, like, an ice cream first date is, like, so simple. And, like, you can, like, go for, like, a walk if you, like, are getting ice cream. Typically, like, if, you know, like, there's this little ice cream shopping in our ice cream, yeah. and you, like, walk around a little bit. Ice cream is pretty low-maintenance as long as it's not like melting all over you. Um, But yeah, like a dinner date is fine. It's just like, oh, like you're eating and then you're and like trying to talk. And some people like it because like it's kind of like it shows intention of like wanting to, like being willing to like spend the time and money it takes to go on a dinner date. But like if you're going on dates of day, often enough, that's going to be expensive. I know. I mean, I'm not paying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's up to you. But like I could see why a guy wouldn't. want to do that every time he's like oh my god i'm just trying to meet people i can't be spending thirty dollars or budget his dating life okay um this is my last one i'm going to share stop being polite and letting me cross first i walk a lot and enjoy bike rides my least favorite encounter is always someone who looks like they are in a hurry overshoot the white line at the stop and then suddenly notice me and wave me to cross in no way do i want to cross in front of your car nope and then insisting you cross by waving is usually not that helpful I will cross when I feel safe, and maybe I want to look around the corner for a second. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> Plus, when you are the only car, it would be so much faster for us both if they just blow through the blow through quickly like they originally planned. I'm team. Like, I understand pedestrians have the right of way, and if you're a pedestrian and you're crossing while you well in advance of when a car is coming, they're like, yeah, go for it. If, if the if car, there's a gets car there first. You know it was weird? I, you know, take Vegas on a walk regularly. <clears throat> I'm walking down, like, our street like the street coming up to our street, like, you know, the path Mm -hmm. that I take. And I'm coming like up around a corner where it's like, there is a street here that I could cross, but I always turn right to go down the sidewalk to get towards our house. And I'm not kidding you. I'm like coming up to the corner, not indicating which direction I'm going at all. I'm just walking and a car is coming and like legit stops like 20 feet short of where I would maybe cross the street. And then I just, I'm Turning the corner because it's not where I'm going. And then you start going again. They were really just, they wanted to I'm just like, safe. what are you doing? Just go. Yeah. I feel like it should be like like a four-way stop. If the car is there first, I'm not at the intersection yet to cross the street. Like, you go. Mm-hmm. I'm not I like going. nine times out of ten, you're the car. You're going to go faster than I am anyways. Mm-hmm. I could start crossing the street and you can blow right past. I'm not even going to run into you. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> That's all I had. That's all I had as well. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um let us know if you had any differing opinions for this unpopular opinions episode. Um we're going to try and get better on our Instagram again. We're back on our Instagram grind. We're working on it. Um so you it's can hopefully surprisingly, comment. those like couple posts a week. Take it out of you. <laughs> yeah. You'd be shocked. Um so if there is an episode post for this podcast episode, you should go then you comment. can comment on that one your thoughts. Oh, if you was, are watching on well, YouTube, Please subscribe if you haven't already leave it you can leave a comment on here too if you want mm-hmm. otherwise we will talk to you guys next thursday bye, bye.